gentlemen, welcome to the Organized Ignorant Podcast. It's the boy Jay Fire. Uh, alongside me is my long, long time friend. Uh, yo, I was yo. His name, but you know, he's no, listen, late. listen. I thought he was going to say it, my, you know, but it is what it is. Oh, damn, Dell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From the 516, you know, getting them bricks, getting them clips. Nah, that's what it is, man. We got a special guest today. Uh, this guy's been a friend of ours for a very long time. He's been out here grinding, been out here doing what he does, man. Uh, making very boss moves. I like to introduce everybody to my homeboy Quez, man. Quez, talk to the people, man. Yo, 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 what's good? Two by two, Vietnam, what's goody? Two by two, local boy, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So Quez, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to the Organized Ignorance Podcast. We like to acknowledge that first, man. Um, I know you've been doing your thing for a little while, man. Get the people like a little bit of background on you. Um, just so they kind of understand where you're coming from. Well, I guess if you want to say, since I went to Feather State or whatever, um, that's when I kind of started going back into music. Sports was always first, but once I got injured, I was like, I think God told me, you know, that's not my motive in my lane. And all of a sudden, like, being around a couple of individuals that did with the music and production, that brought me back to life and found, like, what really wanted to do for the rest of my life. Word, word. Okay. So so I know you moved out to LA for a while to do the production thing, man. Um, kind of explain, like, how did that work out for you? Was it a good move for you? Do you regret it? Do you wish you did something different? Kind of let us know what's going on. Man, to be honest, yo, like, if any artist or producer, any entrepreneur with the music, like, LA is the move. Uh, like, I took a leap of faith and went over there and networked through some individuals from, like, Instagram, like found him pretty dope. And then he reached out and at the same time, once I got there, like we vibed, like we knew each other for years. And like ever since then, man, like that networking process actually elevated ever since then. Yo, how long was you, how long was you over there? Uh, I've been there like both times, like for a week, a week straight. Okay. Yo, I got, I got, I got a question real quick. Yo, um, So you said uh, earlier that L.A. is the move, right? Like, yeah. you know, because from what, you know, I see everybody's, you know, everybody think you got to go down south to Atlanta, you know, to make it in rap and shit like that. Uh, right. But, you know, you from the south. So what's like the difference between what, you know, this, this part of town, you know, and L.A.? What's, what's like the big difference? I, I mean, it's all depending on what type of producer you're trying to be. You know what I mean? As for me. I, I mess with all genres, you know what I mean? The trap, of course, I'm from the South, so the trap is always going to be the best beats, but at the same time, that's the majority in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All the Atlanta producers focus on one, like, type of way. From 808s. From 808s got a hit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's cool, but you go to LA, man, you'll find some dope producers that do pop, that, that would do... Of course, trap and also do what the ambient sound like with Drake and what Tory Lanez be on, yeah. and it's a, it's like a whole entire different vibe, like versus the trap. It's kind it's kind of hard to explain. Y'all just have to experience. Like both of them, both sides is cool, but I feel like you know the west side is like that's that's what brings more out of me versus me going down south. So what what what, what kind of producer are you in general? Like like if you had to categorize yourself as like. Like, what do you do? Like a Pharrell type producer, like a Mike Will type producer, like a, you know what I'm saying, a, a DJ Mustard type producer. Like, like what do you like to do generally? The, to be honest, that's tough. The, 
the the main producer like that I would like idolize would be like Kanye. You know, growing up like with my grandmother, or whatever there was no like no hip hop, no cussing, none of that, nothing but old school samples. So James Brown, The Temptations, you know, stuff like that was heavily played, like Marvin Gaye. So once Kanye came out and actually put a old school sample with a kick and a snare, man, that that was like fireworks to me. I thought that joke was like very amazing. And then like listening mm. to Timberland and, and Pharrell back in the time when grinding and the clips, that era, like that era just took me to a whole nother level. I'm like, yo, that vibe is what I want to do. Because instead okay. of like focus on Southern music, those vibes can go to a person that rap from down south, from a pop artist, from somebody in the West Coast, somebody up north like that. Like it's, them, them type of production beats are limitless and anybody can get on. That's a fact. I, I agree with, I <laughs> agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. Because so like, you uh, lit, so you went you went California. You see a total. Of, so you never really lived out there. You were just out there for like a little bit of time, kind of networking and working, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are the future plans, though. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I always thought you lived out there, so that, that's good clarification. So you know, what I'm saying out of out of your time spent in you know Fayetteville, uh, California, whatever it may be, what's been your biggest accomplishment so far, man? Like, what's the the thing you're most proud of out of out of everything you've done production wise? Uh, far as like the beat or just like in general? Just in general, man. Like you know, what I'm saying if you had to pick one instance that you were just like, like you felt good to be a producer, like what moment would that be? Well, last matter of fact, last well this past June, June I want to say like June eight, I was out there with my homeboy again out there in L.A. And it's a producer named D. Dot Will. Um, he signed under Juicy J. He's around all 808 Mafia. Signed under Lex Luger as well. And if y'all don't know any song, he produced Hood Hood Billionaire off of Rick Ross's album, uh, Hood Billionaire. Okay. And uh, the crazy thing is, I like that beat before I even knew he made it. And um, through the dude that I'm cool with, he, he plugged me in. And I went out there for a session for an hour and a half and played all my joints, like all 20 of the things I thought was fired. And all the stuff he said, he said every song I played was straight fire. But the least one that I thought that was going to be fire, he told me off the road, he said, that's the one that's going to get Drake on. And coming out of his mouth, and he was telling me, you feel me, like, yo, you about to get placed. Like, if no, ain't nobody rocking with you. You got about two more months left. Somebody's going to recognize it and going to see your investment in time, and they're going to they're gonna sign you. And ever since then, I was like, you know, I had my eyes wide open like this is the same dude that got like a couple gold records a couple platinum records telling me that i should be signed and got a place a placement already so you know that was like the big thing coming back from north carolina knowing that i actually got somebody that's actually a celebrity to actually come out the mouth and say that i actually got talent yeah that's good shit. that's good shit for real that's good shit for real so you how in general how long have you been producing man like, cause, yeah. we, cause we all went to school together, and like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we didn't know you produced like that and shit. Like, to yeah. be honest, yeah. Me and AJ, we, me and AJ used to have beat battles and shit. <laughs> beat battles, nigga, on that. You know what I'm saying? We used to be selling yeah. beats. We used to have beat battles, nigga. We used to perform at the street fest and everything. So we had to know when we was in school. We could have, we definitely could have collabed when we was in school and, and try to build something at the time. But yeah, I, 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 
I put that on the side though, like, cause my heart was on the sports, like playing football and everything. And then like, I really started since I was like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got, I don't know how I got the software, but God bless me with the software. And then I started working. And then once I could start getting them scholarships or whatever, I kind of put that to the side, but I always liked music. That never went away. See, and then, we, like, we could have got you the software. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, for the goddamn, and you know what I'm saying? We could have got it for the LO, you know? But the, cra- the crazy thing is, though, like, I already knew Odell made the beats, though, because he used to be talking trash to Ty Pat or whatever. First of all, first of all, Odell, first of all, that nigga beats used to be trash. You smash what, nigga? that nigga in these goddamn beat battles. Nigga, nigga I beat all y'all you, niggas. I used to smash that nigga in these beat battles. I beat bro. you, nigga. That nigga had one beat, bro. That and nigga, that beat beat, beat that everything y'all niggas ever thought like, of. That nigga goddamn went into the lab for like a year and made that shit, nigga. <laughs> nigga, I was in there for 24 <laughs> hours, came out with heat. But I didn't like, I didn't, I disregarded because I wanted to really play sports or whatever. And then like, I, I guess the sign hit when I stopped playing and uh, people started coming to me about making music. And then that's when I started rapping a little bit. And then I just started getting the flow with rapping and started making beats again. And then all that fell through. And once I guess this time around, after I graduated college, like, I, me- I remember I made my first beat, like, like a real beat. And ever since I made that beat, like, it was a rap. I kept on going. Mm, that's how you're supposed to do, bro. So, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I got my independent shit. I do spoken word independently, right? You do okay. production independently, man. So, like, since you've been doing your um, production independently, like, what's been the biggest, like, uh, barrier or hurdle for you to come over as an independent producer trying to, you know, trying to get a placement? The hardest thing is uh, politics, man. Um, cause you know, now these days, um, ain't nobody trying to get signed in that cause they trying to do a 360 deal and we ain't getting no money out of it. Mm-hmm. So the best thing is like that I've tried to do was be able to like network myself. If it's through social media or if it's through like producer platforms, like I didn't did one under like Issa's little, uh, event up oh, there yeah, uh, yeah, in Greensboro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's hey, no, no, don't Issa fuck with a top hat. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get Top Pack on this goddamn podcast, man. Shout out to my boy Top Pack, man. Yeah, shout out my that's boy. My, that's my goddamn uh, birthday twin, man. You know, shout out to that nigga, man. <laughs> Three twenty nine, yeah. we in this bitch, you know? Aries, nigga. And like ever since then, and then even with that, like networking, because even my nigga DJ, DJ six thirty, like I went out there on the on the limb. It was like a Tuesday, and I had to work the next morning. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm about to go out there and play some heat. I went out there. You know, I was around Top Pad, I was around DJ Six Thirty, and just off of the networking, just knowing them two, he came and spoke to me and started chopping up with me. Just off of that, and then once I played my joint, he was shouting me out and everything, trying to get me, you know, trying to get me a sale. And ever since yeah. then, like, like that made me think, like, yo, you you can market yourself without anybody, long as you have the proper equipment and tools to to show for it. I mean, and I feel the same way about that, brother. I feel the same way. That's the thing. I feel, I feel like it's about, because uh, the day we live in, man, social media is so so motherfucking powerful, bro. Like, yeah. you get on social media, network with people, make a good connection, and you know what I'm saying? Like, the next day, you know, you you, you in a, uh, uh, a place that's going to be beneficial to you. So that's good shit. What you, what you think, uh, Black Quam? nah nah i'm with you yo because like you know it's it's a it's really not want to i don't want to say easy but it's it's a lot more 
accessible for people to market themselves now. You know, before they had to go out in the streets and pass out CDs all day, you know, come back home with a fucked up T-shirt from sweating and shit. Now, right. you know, you can sit at your computer and, you know, and, and get it in the same amount of hands in less than an hour and shit. Um, right. But, it's, so all, I, I, but it's, it's, it's still a lot of hard work, though. You know, it's not going to happen overnight and shit. So I, I like that point that you just said. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to ask Quez as a producer, somebody who's been, you know what I'm saying? He was out in L.A. L.A. is like a big time place. Obviously, we understand for people who are trying to network and things of that nature. Do you feel like a person can like fully blow up without getting in these streets? Like, do you feel like a nigga can be a a, a keyboard uh, entrepreneur and make it in this world, or do you still need to get in these streets well, uh, uh, and, and, and make yeah. something happen? Man, actually, you don't really have to. Like, it's just all about what strategy you use on social media. As long as your shit is fire, yo. Like social media can do a lot more things than you walking walking out. Now, depending on what state and you went you in and what city, you know what I'm saying? Like being in North Carolina, everybody's like not supportive as you go to Atlanta or you go to Texas, you know, or New York or LA where they support the vibes. You know what I mean? For me, I don't want to completely cut you off, but I just want to make a point on that. So what you're saying is when you go to like Atlanta or Texas, those people in those states are looking for like the new artists. They're looking for like the next goddamn big thing. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, they they look for the next big thing. And then they also like, they trying to do teamwork. Well, okay. it ain't an independent thing. Like somebody wants to be at the top, even like J. Cole, you know what I'm saying? J. Cole from the Ville. He went to St. John and went up in New York to work because, mm -hmm. you know, the support level is is so uh, low down here that, it's not, you know, people don't want people don't want you to be ahead of them. And it, it's pretty crazy because I know a lot of dope producers out here and a lot of dope artists that's out here that's not really trying to work with people. Actually, I actually got cool with an, a dude that kind of swerved me from Charlotte through another dude because he didn't even give me a chance to hit me. You know what I mean? And then... Dude, the connect, he actually paid attention to listen to me and heard me. He was like, bro, like apologizing and everything. Like, man, I need to open up my ears more than than just thinking like I'm the best thing. Like, cause we can all make it together. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the poison that everybody get. But why yeah. do everybody in North Carolina, as you just stated, feel like they they're only one that can make it? Like, it's enough money out here for everybody, enough success for everybody. Why do you feel like people from North Carolina, as you just stated, feel like only one person can make it at a time? pride bro everybody thinks that uh they want to have that story like yeah i came from the bottom and i did it on my own type joint but now you in this age that you got five producers on one track and they making they making over 500 grand each you know what i'm saying 808 mafia is a, a proven fact that long as you got a whole team and your whole team eating y'all straight them, all them boys eating all of them and then like of course everybody knows who Southside is he's the face of it but low-key Nobody really knows the other guys, but the other guys is eating. I don't, I only know because I, you know, what I'm saying I rock with all them boys. All them boys is nasty. You know what I'm saying? saying? And, then, yep. and then now he's putting his boys on. Like it's a dude named 808 Trey, I think. He's actually he he produced uh, moves from Big Sean. I've heard of 808 Trey. I know about him a little bit, man. I, I'm you not know? too in depth, but I've heard of him. But you know what I'm saying? Now he's actually he got him a, a great platform that even he can put his homeboys out, like TM88. You know what I'm saying? TM88 is fire. He, he produced that, what, XO, Tour Life for Uzi? That's like, my, he coming that's, out. 
That's, that, a, that's my favorite song right this now. year, man. You know, I, oh, I, I, I got it. It's on record. Yeah. I know, y'all know the nigga. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like all them boys don't even talk about like who get this, who get that. Like you got yeah. to, you, you one person got to make it, put their foot in the door for the other niggas to, to come in running. You know, but what it's mean? been a, it, how, it's been niggas from North Carolina who have made it, and niggas don't follow. Petey Pablo made it. You know what I'm saying? J Cole made it. Shout uh, out to King Mez out there with Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah, King <laughs> Mez with Dre. Like you know what I mean? But you only have a certain certain individuals, you know what I'm saying? Certain ones that's rare, and those people are rare. They don't really need a team, like, cause they had the talent. They just needed the tools and and to be able to be in the studio. That's all they need. Sooner or later, somebody I was gonna see that and pick them up, both up. You know what I mean? But like, far as like production is different. It's really different, cause you have, you know what I'm saying? You can rap like verbally in, in front of somebody, and everybody catch the bars like. You gotta have a speaker and this and that, you know, portable to, to produce. Unless you have it on your phone, and people don't got time to be listening to your phone. They want to hear. They want to hear stuff like right then and there. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a harder thing than than artists. But at the same time, like both of them circle, and it's at, in the same like you know same type of way because it's like the support here is different. Like one of these days, y'all can come. Y'all can come with me to LA and I'm like, I swear to God, y'all come out there on that side. You can be like, yeah, the feeling and everything. Like my homeboys are going to dap you up and everything and vibe and chat up with you or whatever about how you feel about North Carolina. And they're going to be like, yo, if you, if y'all knew, if y'all want to be on them beats, they'll be like, yo, you trying to make a beat? Boom. They don't even know you versus if we go here, they go, you know, here they want to go to the studio and, and, um, you know, have all the cameras on them and, don't even acknowledge you unless they heard of you or you know somebody through somebody. And then they might not even like care about then. The pride thing is heavy out here. That's the only thing I pray about you can change it. Cause I know a lot. Yeah, pride pride is a uh, pride is a Negro's downfall in general, man. I feel you on that shit. That's what it is, man. But um what do you what 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 do you put it most of your um your beats and your production at, man? Like somebody was looking for you, where can they find you at? Man, uh, to be honest with you, since in this area, little kids like they know how to steal music a lot. I, like you can mostly contact me. Like I'm, I'm getting a website soon. Like very like seclusive website to make sure the copyrights and everything taken care of, so it won't have no type of way of clicking the link to get my beats. But right now, I got some joints on SoundCloud. You can find me at Quez Q U E S on that joint. And I, I got some beats up there. But other than that, if you want to contact me for um, some beats, the number one, Q-U-E-S-N-C at gmail.com. Now I see that fire. That's what, it, that's what it is. I think that has sent the fire for you. All right. So we're going to move on, man. Um, the last week or so, Meek Mill dropped the album. Niggas have been anticipating that shit heavy. Um, everybody was like, Meek fell off. Meek did this and that since the Drake beef. And then Mick came out with his new album that's, you know, to me, it seems to be fire. But uh, Odell, I want to get your opinion on it, see what you think, since you are the sort, uh, the northern nigga in this group. Ah, uh, this nigga. Listen, man, I like good <laughs> music, all right? Uh, yeah, man, I really like it, yo. And you see, man, uh, I don't want to go on a, uh, on a rant, you know, because I ran on the other podcast, you know, Barbershop Mentality and shit. Uh, the podcast, 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 podcast. Yo, y'all there? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I ran, I ran on the other podcast, Barbershop Mentality. You know, it's on iTunes, SoundCloud. You know, shameless plug. But yo, so with this one, like, in my opinion, I feel like when people say meat fell off, you know, those aren't the people that's checking for meat. Like, you know, I'm, I'm checking for meat. I like meat. You know what I mean? And so meat has been putting out consistent music, you know, ever since the Drake beef. Yo. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So me been putting out consistent music yep. ever since that beef, and it's been good music, you know, in my opinion. And this album is just showing that, you know, he's actually growing as an artist. And, you know, I like it. You know, what do y'all say? I don't want to go too long and shit. Hey, I kind of agree on that joint, though. Like, I've been a Meek fan since Flamers, you know what I mean, with the braids and all that, when he was just going rapid fast, like... That the second album was trash to me because that wasn't me. It was more so yeah. commercial trying to get his publicity yeah, yeah. which I can respect the market and respect what he's doing. But this album here to me is fire. Even when Drake and all that happened, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always gonna be a Meek fan because like I like his music and I feel like this one right here is his best body of work. Yeah. Because it gets a little bit of the street mentality, but it also gave you a couple commercial joints within it too, yeah. so it can be marketable. And I think there was, I think it was pretty decent. I like. Did you get a chance to uh to watch the movie, the Wins Has Lost His Movie he put out? Nah, nah, but I heard that junk is straight though. Yeah, 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 man. I really like it. It makes you like appreciate the songs more, like um the way how he put it out because he had put out uh what's the joint he did on the Blueprint beat uh Young Black American. Yeah. So he he put out that video like. I want to say like two weeks before, and then yeah. um, and then he puts out this this movie, and then the movie like all ties in is, is the movie is basically like a prequel to that music video, and it goes okay. oh shit you know like I appreciate that music video now, you know for what he did, and so um and so I like that man I like how uh what you call it hold on, but yeah yeah I like I like how he. He's actually, you can tell, like we mentioned on other podcasts, that this is like his, this is his, we, 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 we call it a finishing move. We like, uh, <laughs> so we like some rappers, you know, they don't have that go to move in their, in their, in their catalog to what you can say, this is their best body of work. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's really dope. Like the wordplay and everything, he ain't talking about a whole bunch of rollies and flexing. Yeah. He's talking about, to be honest, Heavy Heart is my joint. Heavy Heart is the reason why I went to LA and, and worked. Because mm. people don't really be supporting you and everything. Like when I when I heard Heavy Heart, bro, that just made everything come back. And like this is the reason why I do this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I, I agree with you because uh, yep. that's uh, that's another Heavy Heart. Uh, uh, issues is always my joint though. Like yeah, I yeah, like yeah. issues when they drop. But Fall Through was pretty dead. Surprise me. Fall Through was pretty dope. That joint with uh, Tiana Taylor at the end. Um, I pretty, I really like that. And then that, uh, what's the other one? Damn, boy. It's another really, really street type of vibe. I can't really, I think it's like track, track 11, if I ain't mistaken. Who on it? But, uh, I think he by, he actually by himself. Oh, okay, okay. Matter of fact, hold on. Matter of fact, nah. It's, uh, it's Never Lose. It's, it's track Never 11. Lose. I love Never Lose. I love yeah. Never Lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I like that joint. I was very, very impressed. It, it very much surprised me. Like, I like the whole thing. Like, even though, even Young Doug, you know what I mean? Yeah. Young Doug, he was I, I not mean, talking crazy. I mentioned that. I was like, yo, when when, when these niggas are rapping with, uh, with Meat, because even on the DC4 joint, when, the, like, when, yeah. the, when he got the mumble rappers with him, 
Yeah. All of them they niggas are spitting. They not sounding like, you know, no bullshit niggas, you know what I mean? Right. They're not they're not yep. they're not talking that bullshit. I don't know what it is. All right, so um AJ, what did you feel about the album? Um so I listened to it one time, man. I you know what I'm I haven't listened to it like two or three times or anything, but I feel like it was a good album. Um I got I got some of what I expected. A lot of goddamn loud ass meat yelling and shit. He didn't mention a Roly like once. <laughs> but he also mentioned he was goddamn about to leave the Roly alone and start talking about real estate. Um he mentioned a lot of things about, you know what I mean, some losses he took in life, uh, as opposed to like the things that niggas really thought he took that was a loss. So I mean, I felt, I felt like it was a good album. I felt like it was a really good um, composed. I felt like it had good substance to it. Um, I feel like Meek Mill is back. Uh, he's been down for uh, for a little while. He was with Nicki making some soft ass shit. Uh, he he left when he finally made a goddamn album. I feel like that the streets was looking for. See, like, I mean, I, like, like, in my opinion, like, you know. Okay, he put out when he put out the four for four joints when he was still beefing with Drake. Yeah. Them shits was hard too, in my opinion. And then you know, yeah. And then he went. <laughs> then he went to uh, he, he was on house arrest and he couldn't do shit. You know. And nigga, first of all, he been on goddamn house arrest, goddamn probation and shit for like the last twelve years. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, he 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 mentioned uh, that he has like one of the worst, you know, like things ever, yo. Like uh, probation, uh, you know, joints ever. It's like he the, does. the nigga he really does. can't do shit, yo. <laughs> he does. That shit's trash, bro. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, I feel, I feel like you know he's doing his thing, and I'm with it. You know, he's he's. But he, it's Philly back, nigga. It's Philly back. That's what we want to know. It's Philly back. I mean, it, well, it depends I mean, on what do you what do you call Philly now? Because Philly is a different sound now. You know, it's it's not that, you know. Take Uzi uh, Uzi is the only different sound from Philly, in my opinion. What do you mean? When you got think of Philly, when you think of Philly, you think of goddamn like re, in recent Cause, terms. Because meat doesn't, re, meat recent, doesn't sound terms. like beans. Meat doesn't sound like yeah. beans or freeway. But yeah. re, but meat has a street element to him now. Like when you listen to that nigga, you feel like some street shit. Like. It what? may be his bars or his goddamn persona. Meek you goddamn thinking meat. You don't think he got them street bro. bars? When I hear meat, I hear flexing. When I hear beans, yeah. I hear bars. Yeah. But you don't think I got them. First of all, meat has always had bars, man. No, yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't have bars, but he's more so when he's you, more about flexing than than any of that he other is. shit. He does flex your life. But when I think of meat, I think of goddamn like street type shit. You know what I'm saying? As well, opposed yeah. to like these new niggas who have gimmicks. Too, bro. What'd you say? You should, say that again? I say, I say, yeah, I agree, but Beans, though, like, I don't know, the the album, the truth, the reason, yeah. like, y'all got, you got to do, like, some research on that, because yeah. I'm sure some, some struggle type no, rap. That was nigga, bars, man. my nigga, that was spitting. That but I was... feel like, I feel like, I feel like even with Meek be flexing, I feel like the nigga still give you bars. Like, I mean, it might not be as consistent don't, don't get me. as a nigga like Beans, but Meek still give you bars. Don't get, don't get me wrong, because I, I mentioned that, you know, Uzi on this album, you know, he was spitting, you know. Yeah. I mean, he does. Yeah. It's not like beans and you know me, but he was spitting. He wasn't doing none of that bullshit, mumbling or whatever. But right. what I'm what I'm getting at is, it's like the sounds are changing. It's not, you know, even like the New York. You know, everybody's like, oh, New York sound, you know, southern New York. You know, the niggas got to niggas got to adapt, or you know, it's just gonna be non-existent, you know. And so yeah. the sounds are changing. So it, it doesn't sound, in my opinion, it doesn't sound like beans in there no more. But I still like it. It, but I don't know too many Philly rappers like that. You know, I'm not really, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really checking. You know what I mean? I, I check for what I like. I like me. So, you know, 
I feel like Meek came back on his album, man. He been he been down for a minute. He had a good. Don't get me wrong. He had some good singles before the album dropped, but I, I don't think his album got uh, well because he put out DC Four last year and that shit was fire to me. Yes, I kind of I kind of the only thing I kind of got disappointed. I just knew you about to have a a him and Tory Lanez joint on the yeah 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 yeah. That's one thing I actually say like Meek niggas don't pay attention, but Meek do support. Upcoming artists before niggas hit like niggas want fucking with Uzi, niggas want fucking with Travis Scott like that. Meek fuck with Travis Scott and even like Snoop, bro. Like he that nigga posted done got signed some damn where, bro. And all of a sudden he fell in his lap. He was about to bring him up. He was about to be the next thing popping. Like that's one thing I fuck with him too, cause he he like he talk about the rollie and flexing and all the time, but he's still humble. And if a nigga got talent, yo, he'll put them niggas on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. That was a good album, though. I do, I do uh, genuinely like the album. I'm glad Meek's out there. I'm getting back to his old self. I feel like he did have a down period. Um, but it seems like he's back to where he should be at. Um, next thing, man, ASAP Bari. Did y'all, did y'all fellas get to check out the video? Nah, what happened? Yeah, I, I saw, I saw it, but I. Uh... So I kind of just bleep, uh, briefly explain it to people who don't understand. Uh, so basically, from my understanding, allegedly, what happened was, uh, ASAP Barry was in the hotel room with his uh, assistant. Uh, apparently, his assistant allegedly was having relations with some lady. Uh, ASAP Barry walked in. He seen the lady, uh, you know, unclothed on the bed. Um, he was like, hey, you had relations with my assistants. You got to, uh, you know, have fellatio with me. Um, she was like, no, 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 the whole <laughs> clip. Uh, she ran away from him. He smacked her on the ass and, like, she ran into the <laughs> bathroom. That was the end of it. The shit looks real bad. Like, at the end of the day, it looks bad. Like, throughout the whole clip, she was like, no, no, no. And it wasn't like no playing type, no, no, no. It was like the no, like, if any other nigga heard, like, you leaving that motherfucker alone because you don't want to cast no charge. But apparently this nigga still like was persistent. Like you, you know what I'm saying? You fucked my goddamn assistant. You gotta have this fellatio with me real quick. And she wasn't with it. Um, so you know, Odell, I wanna get your opinion on it since you have actually seen the clip. Mm-hmm. Uh he said that uh they were good friends and all this and that, so I don't know, man. I I I don't know. I think it's I think it's weird because of what happened with him and what's his name? Uh, who's the guy's it was, name? Uh, Ian Connor. Ian, Ian Connor. Yeah, when when he had the whole sexual harassment, sexual whatever shit or whatever, and he went on was like you a bitch and all this and that, and then you know a few weeks later here he goes. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. It's mad weird, yo. I don't know. I I laugh, but I shouldn't have. But, uh, nah, I, 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 at the end of the I day, like, because, some shit, did you see the ASAP Rocky thing? Yeah, oh, when he was in concert and she was like, uh, ASAP Barry a bitch or some shit like that. Yeah. The point is, man, like, it looked bad. Like, I don't give a fuck if he knew the chick or not, bro. Like, she was like, no, no, no. Like, she was adamant about that. No, it wasn't like no plan type, no. You know what I'm saying? You've been around a goddamn chick or two. She'd be like, no, don't do it. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't really seem like she wanted you to stop. In this video, it seemed like she didn't want him to fuck with her at all. He got damn continuously fucked with her, and she ran off into the bathroom. Like, it's a bad look for him. 
especially when you got a nigga who got a brand who has a brand with other companies supporting you and shit, backing you with money. Like it was right. a very bad look for the nigga, man. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's bad. Like you know what I'm saying? Like these young dudes out here be like, I, I just feel like it's bad because these young dudes be goddamn like when the chicks say no, niggas don't take that shit serious. But when the chicks say no, like you got to take that shit serious. But like if a if a woman says no, nigga, it's no. Yeah. It is what how, it is. How old, how old is Barry about? That nigga, that nigga's older than us, bro. I feel like that nigga got to be in his thirties. Like he definitely is not no young dude. He ain't fresh to the block. That like, the nigga know what's going on. For goddamn woman say no, nigga. You whether you want to or not, you gotta goddamn stop, bro. Yeah, facts. You got to like, yeah, like I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't even know why. Like just because you got all this money, you can do all that stuff. Yeah, at the end of the day, that stuff is wrong. Like I won't even like if you say no to me, then I'm just gonna take it out. Like. All right. <laughs> that's it. Like I'm not about even about to press myself on somebody that's, that don't want that's to. That's as simple like, that's... as it is. It's like, <laughs> oh, you can leave. <laughs> yeah, you might be going to that damn let yourself out. You know what I mean? Lock my shit on the way out. Whatever it may be. But if a goddamn chick is telling you no, nigga, you still got them harassing her, bro. What you expect? Goddamn. So the backlash from this shit basically is like I said, he has a brand. So some of these people that's backing them and supporting them financially, whatever it may be, may leave this nigga. The ASAP mob, I've seen them say some shit that uh, they like they're not supporting this nigga. Like it's a bad look for you, bro. I, at the end of the day, I don't think he did anything uh, sexually abusive to this woman. To you know, he, he definitely didn't rape her, no shit like that. But it just doesn't look good on tape from that clip the niggas put online. That's all I'm saying, bro. Right. You got a brand, you got to protect your brand, and shit like that doesn't help your fuck. Excuse me, does help your brand out. Right. I don't know, man. I feel like uh Black Kwan, man, you got damn you you from New York, man. You got a little bit more information on uh ASAP Bar than I don't know. I never heard that's, of that. That's nigga. your man's, man. That is you not fuck my man. ASAP Mob. I fuck with ASAP Rocky. ASAP <laughs> Ferg. That's who I fuck with. So you don't right. fuck with the whole mob. I don't know the whole mob. There's too many of them niggas. All right? I I I focus on what I like. I like ASAP Rocky. I like some of the stuff coming from ASAP Ferg. I figure. So at the end of the day, like, if, if a woman tells you no, just let that shit be no, nigga. Like, don't get your shit in no goddamn trouble. Um, R. Kelly and Usher. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly and Usher, man. Apparently, R. Kelly has a, a cult of women at his house that's just, like, following this nigga, like, sexually and shit. And then R. Kelly's just out here throwing herpes to goddamn many bitches willing to go long on him. Um... How do y'all guys feel about this shit, man? Those two, the two legends in the game, man. How y'all feel about these allegations? Oh, man. They tripping, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> they, they, they. <laughs> I'm not surprised, they. man. These niggas been doing whatever the hell they want since the early '90s, and now hey, we got, like, all right, now we so got social it, right? media. This shit, you know, it's, it's all coming to light. This is true. So they, so first of all, R. Kelly been tripping. Nigga, I seen a goddamn video, uh, video of R. Kelly when he was on Apollo. That nigga was talking about, as long as you legal, you can goddamn get it. 18! 18! Facts. As long as you 18, you can get it. This That's nigga crazy. came out of that nigga own mouth. So apparently he has a goddamn coat of women at his house. But the crazy thing is that this coat of women is, is women that their parents dropped him off, dropped, the, dropped these ladies off at his house. They're all of age. They're all legal, so there's no underage shit going on. 
But now apparently their fathers and shit are getting mad, even though they're the ones that dropped them off. And I don't understand that shit. Like you dropped your daughter off at R. Kelly's house to stay there. That's bad for parenting. Alone. That's bad parenting. How That's can you get parenting. mad at R. Kelly and call him this and that? Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Quez? What you think about it, man? What's your what's, what's your opinions on that shit? First of all, them them fathers are stupid as hell. To be honest, like what yeah. the fuck? Like I ain't letting. If I had a daughter, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna be like, here, I'm about to drop drop you off at R. Kelly crib, especially knowing what the fuck he did. Like that's bad parenting. Like like you said, bro. Like a, a, at the end of the day, a father letting their daughter go get hit on by R. Kelly. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'd beat that nigga ass. Like keep it a band. But you dropped her off there. How can you beat his ass when you dropped her well, off there? No, he's well, saying he's saying if, if R. Kelly like even like looked at his daughter, he'll beat his ass. Yeah, like I wouldn't drop her. <laughs> like I think like it's not even R. Kelly's fault. The fathers are stupid as hell to me. Like I don't understand what's no, in your mind. Them niggas was chasing that check. They understood that a check potentially could come from that shit, and they was like, "Fuck their daughters. They rather had this money over their goddamn daughters." That's what really happened. And now they got mm-hmm. them daughters are in this situation. They want to create a news story because they know it gather attention I, and they can get a bigger check. From did y'all see, did y'all see the, uh, the TMZ video with the chick? Uh, I seen yeah. one. I seen the chick that said she was okay. She, she was, uh, um, she was, she was, she was like, yeah, I'm okay. And then uh, they was like, you know, is everything, you know, is anything going on? And, you know, like a cult or anything or something like that. I forgot what they said. And you can see like the shadow over her shirt. Like somebody was like, no, no, say no. And she was like, but you no, gotta think, oh, no, no, but this shit was hilarious. You, but you gotta think, nigga. If I, I don't give a fuck if I was goddamn holding, uh, if I was holding a lady uh, beyond her means or without her permission, <laughs> whatever it may be. Yeah. I don't want you to tell motherfuckers who we are. Period. Duh, right? If you this, was a regular this, this chick, shit was you got to the crib, nigga. Don't give my motherfucking location away to nobody. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like this shit, I in, in a way I feel like this shit's been blown overboard. Like all these women came to R. Kelly's house willingly. None of them are underage. And now they got damn parents feel like they can probably try to get a check from it. These motherfuckers want to goddamn talk about this and that. But y'all wasn't thinking that when you dropped them off to R. Kelly's house. So don't goddamn call R. Kelly a motherfucking pedophile or, or, or whatever the fuck you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he didn't do nothing. They all of legal age. It doesn't matter. We got them think, nigga, you like 50 and you fucking with a 20-year-old. That shit's nasty. It doesn't matter. It's still all legal to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. also got to them think about Mr. Usher. <laughs> now, he bugging, yo. Usher, <laughs> <laughs> he bugging for that, like. See, Usher out here, goddamn. <laughs> Usher been trying to tell us forever, yo. You know, let gotta that let shit burn, burn, nigga. Like. <laughs> He wasn't letting us know, you know, we, we, we was dancing to it. But do we, do we believe this shit, man? Do we believe it? Do we believe a goddamn legend like Usher Listen, was out here? I, damn, these bitches I believe out. Usher's been out here fucking bitches raw since 93. You know, yeah. did he so give it a hurt? I don't know. Bitches, you know, I don't know if he gave it a hurt. I'm not a doctor, but I would, you know, it doesn't surprise me if he did. So I guess the real question between Usher and R. Kelly does either of these uh, alleged allegations impact their legacy? Because R. Kelly has definitely cemented his legacy as a R&B singer. Dog, uh, we Usher has done the same thing. Does this affect their legacy? Dog, R. Kelly uh, had you know pissed on an underage female, 
got off and put out happy people and people forgot all about it right Duh, he put out step in the name of love and we forgot all about he pissed on a little girl that's right. so this doesn't matter michael jackson you know had the little boys you know at the yeah, ranch dangling yeah and it, you know they put out we are the world and niggas forgot about it <laughs> this, like, as long as you as long as your music is good they don't care so about Usher, man. Usher hasn't put a goddamn hit single out in I think, years. I think, I think that's what's coming. I had a conspiracy, yo. I said, I think Usher is about to come with some fire. You got no choice. First of all, Usher, <laughs> that nigga best albums always came when he had some goddamn bullshit going on. Like, like when he was dating Chili, nigga, what was it, 8701 came out? That shit was flames, nigga. Uh, was, was, that, was, was that the album that had Confessions and shit on it? Confessions. No, it's called Confessions, yeah. So Confessions. No, so, so 8701 goddamn was flames, too, because it had that, yeah. uh, it had that shit with, uh, and what's that goddamn lead single off that album called? That was uh, was it? You uh, remind me. It was like you remind me. It was some yeah, other yeah, shit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That shit was flames. And then confession came out. That shit was flames too. But that's when he had broke up with with Chili. So that shit was flames, nigga. But so are we saying that Usher about to come out with some goddamn new flames now that he got his allegations out? He ain't got no choice, man. Everybody gonna remember man. He's he spreading the love too much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that shit terrible, bro. Y'all some terrible niggas, bro. <laughs> that niggas terrible, bro. That's what it is, though. Um, so I guess uh, Rick Ross has a new uh, TV show coming out. I've heard of it a little bit, but I, I, yeah. I think my boy uh, Odell has a little bit more information. Yeah, than I was I do listening about to him on the Breakfast Club talking about it earlier today, and it sounded interesting. I was gonna check it out, but basically, it's called Sign, and um, it's like a competition, regular competition, like sort of like making the band. But uh, the winner is going to get to choose. Okay, so the host of the show is going to be Rick Ross, Dream, and okay. Lenny S. Lenny S. is uh, he yeah. he's at, he's at Rock Nation and all that. And so yeah. uh, so the winner is going to get to choose the sign between MMG, Rock Nation, or I forgot what Dream label was called. But um, and I think it's going to be based in Atlanta. And so they're going to have all types of artists, you know, rappers, singers, all that. So. You know, if you're an uh, R&B singer, you know, and you win, you know, you want to sign with Dream, he gets you hooked up right. Dream has wrote songs for everybody, you know what I mean? So Back. Dream can write a hit in a minute, you know. So this is a good opportunity for people, you know. So I was, I was, you know, that's basically what the show is about. You know, it's going to be like making a band, so they have to go through some, like, some type of, like, uh, musical obstacles, you know what I mean? Mm. So uh, what, what, are you so guys, what are you guys expecting so from this show? But I expect you to got them studio don't, don't get shut down first, man. <laughs> Some shut the studio down. Make That's first, yeah, they're gonna have to walk. Niggas got them walk for this moment. They're gonna have to walk the space, Linux man. mall. <laughs> shit, I might, I might check this shit out since you, uh, you, you, you know, you laid it out like that. That shit pr- yeah. probably pretty dope. You got like three big name, like entrepreneurs. Like Lenny, that's what I'm saying. Like Lenny S is about to be out there. Like yeah, shit, that shit. Not, big. Like not a lot of people know who Lenny S is, but yeah. Lenny S has been around forever. You know, with Jay yeah. and all them. Yes. And so and, and and like Rock Nation, they manage they manage what Vink Mensa, J Cole, Meek, Wale, all these niggas. You know what I mean? And then you got yeah. MMG, who uh, is actually the label for Meek Mill, Wale, and all these and that. Like, that's one thing I've always said, Rick Ross mentioned on his album. Like, him, Meek, Wale, they're not going triple platinum, but they're getting money like these niggas that's going triple platinum. Like, Drake 
Drake is going. Money, Drake man. is selling all these records, but his label, his deal is so fucked up. You know, Meek yeah. and all the niggas is making the same amount of money as him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and and that's that's the thing. So when you when you're an artist and you're looking at this, it's like, damn, I could, you know, I got this choice. And let's say you win, it's like, damn, no matter what choice you make, you're gonna win. You know what I mean? And so, that's that's amazing to me. I mean, I may check the show out. I just think, uh, in general, I think um, Rick Ross is a good business person. So anything that he puts his hand into, whether it be a TV show, reality show, uh, Wingstop, whatever it may be, it's going to be some successful shit and entertaining shit. So I haven't heard a lot about it, but I may check it out just on the strength that I know Rick Ross is not going to put his hand in some shit that's going to be like bullshit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um what I'm expecting from it, I don't really have any expectations from it. I expect it to be good. That's what I expect. If Rick Ross' name is tattooed, I expect for it to be some good shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much what it is. Uh, I mean, Quez, what you feel about it, man? I agree with you. Um, shoot, not every time uh, Ross put his name on something, it always be like a good move. Uh, of course, it's going to be ignorant. It's going to have some daggone, uh, some entertainment in it. It's got I need ignorance in my life. It's got to. But overall, I think it's going to be a good cause. Hopefully, you know, like you said, the studio don't get shut down. And actually, like, once the team or whoever come together, they don't break up after the album and they keep it going. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I had, though, fellas. Did you have anything else that you want to discuss? Anything on your mind musically? Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good at the moment. I'm good at the moment. You know, That's what it is. Shout out to Title, Spotify, Apple Music. You know, where that check at? We need that bag. <laughs> I need that check. Cut the Friday check. Cut, cut that cut podcast that. bag. We need that. Cut that. I need that whole <laughs> bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Quest, tell man. Uh, Quest, tell people where they can find you. At. Hey, if y'all trying to find me, you know what I'm saying. My uh, all social media's platforms is Mulamo. M to use L A H M O. Also, if you're trying to hit me up on them beats, man, my email is one Q U E S N C at gmail.com. That's where it is. Follow that man. Uh, Odell, tell the people they can find you at if they can find you. Yeah, 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 man. You can find me on Twitter, uh, uh, BSM Podcast, on Instagram, Barbershop Mentality. Uh, you know, fuck it. Y'all can find me at Odell also on those same locations, man. You know, we out here. Make sure you check out the podcast. We on Spotify. Not really. We on Stitcher, though. We on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> we on iTunes. We on SoundCloud. We on Google Play. Tune in. We on all that shit, man. So all you got to do is Google Organized Ignorance, and, you know, we're going to pop up. We out here. I understand that. You can find me uh, if you give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Fire. You can find me on Instagram at 28 underscore gaming. Uh, the Spoken Gamer. Got spoken word shit coming out all the time for you, for your woman. You know what I mean? If you don't inspire your lady, I will. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We good, man. <laughs> other than that, follow us on the podcast, man. The Organized Ignition Show. We appreciate all the love. Crap. We out.